Hi, I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And welcome to the Tim's Take. Welcome back to the Tim's Take. It feels <laughs> like it's been so long, even though it's only been two weeks. Yep. Episode 27, aka season two, episode one. Season two. AKA three cubed. Okay, we're done. AK- no, <laughs> no, no, no. <laughs> We're starting off with a lot of creative juices, apparently. Yeah. AKA. AKA. Have we done it one in the new year? No, no. This is our first one in 2021. Whew. I mean. And it's been a year so a, far already. Already. There's a lot unknown about this year, but it does feel refreshing to say 2021. Maybe we won't feel that way at the end of this year. Does it feel refreshing? I mean, this past week. We should at least acknowledge that as we record this past week, Trump incited the mob that stormed the Capitol, that there's lots of feelings that we can all have. It was an unequivocally awful awful thing that happened. And I think we probably experienced it less viscerally because we are in the midst of a move and painting a house. Yeah, I I realized, I mean anything could have happened today and i didn't check my phone for probably eight hours which is unheard of for me right so i do feel a little i mean privilegedly out of the loop yeah that wasn't the case on wednesday when things were going down but yeah yeah we have been i think just a little bit more disconnected and the rest of the episode we're not gonna talk about that we're gonna talk about i will talk about it actually oh you will talk about it why didn't you tell me that well, because we don't talk about this before we start. I'll loop back around. This is a good <laughs> Okay, open. well, do you want to start there then? No, it's not one of my... Oh, it's your take. Yeah, we'll get there. Oh, wow. So much foreshadowing. Okay, well, let's let's move along then. We're going to try just a bit of a freeform recap. Instead of highs and lows and the structure of that, because it's been two weeks, there's just more that happens. And so maybe we'll just go t- turn about and just share a little bit of something, a highlight, low light. I'm going to go first because this is one that we should have talked about on the last episode and didn't. And that's the fact that we almost lost all the videos that we had of Oliver from his birth till six months because of a GoPro SD card malfunction. Oh, folks, it was a saga. It was dark. I'm not going to lie. I... And that's that's not a joke. <laughs> it was dark. I don't know if Especially I've for you. ever cried tears like that. And, you know, I got intimate with my counselor, so we don't need to rehash all of that. But, you know, there's there's some issues that that brought up for me, apparently, in terms of just some deep fear. So, needless to say, we are going to be backing up our photos, videos, much more regularly than we had been so that we don't lose six months of video and in my mind in that moment Oliver's life <laughs> so yeah yeah as, as a spouse I don't know it's pretty rare that you don't know what to do and sometimes you know what I need to do is to not do anything or just hold them or comfort them this was one of the times where I just literally did not know what to do because you were you were falling apart. It was a full breakdown. That would not be an exaggeration. It would not be an exaggeration. And yet, at the same time, I was trying to desperately salvage these videos 
which would ameliorate the whole situation. And if I was to go and comfort you, I can't be working on that. And it was, I really felt caught between a rock and a hard place, not because you were putting pressure on me to do one or the other, but just, it was like, what is the right decision right now? And yeah, you did great. I, I think I, it just struck something in me and it was just, me processing in real time to the point where I couldn't even see straight. And so you just did what you needed to do and the photos, videos were recovered. Maybe a lesser quality than they once were, but it, they came back. It so, came back. man, back. technology is a... Mm, <laughs> sometimes. Well, it's technology that allowed you to have those in the first place, so... Don't rub it in. All right. Well, it was just worth acknowledging that that happened. That was a very bad day. It was. On a happier note, yep. one of my highlights is that Oliver has begun playing games with us. Oh, that was one of mine too. Which has just the, been the sweetest and most fun thing. So a couple of the games that we've kind of figured out we can play with him. One of the ones that sticks out the most was the other night. He was on the bed and I was on the bed. Matt was kind of around the bed and then he just kept rolling and he would basically roll himself like off the bed into Matt's arms. Like he knew Matt was there. Let's hope so. (laughs) Matt was there. It's a bit of a dangerous thing really to cultivate as a game to play. I know, but it was so cute. I know. That's hard to resist. It's often that he, he... He rolls, but it doesn't often happen that he rolls six times in a row. Right. But he caught on that this was like a fun thing and you would put him back on the bed after he fell off the bed and you caught him and he would do it again. He would just start rolling. I was also kind of (laughs) flinging him and rolling him, kind of throwing him onto the bed, which he does. He just loves being thrown around. He does. So yeah, that was, that was super fun. And then we have this other bath time game as well, where I'll sort of, I don't know how to describe it. Well, first I put the burp cloth on my head. Which he absolutely finds hilarious. Which he always finds funny. This is a clean burp cloth, usually. And then I kind of do a drum roll and I take it off and I snap it. And for some reason that snap, he watches it. He watches the whole thing through. And then at the end, he does this little, huh. (laughs) Yeah, that's very good. It's kind of just one. Just an, a little affirmation at the end of it. With a smile. Yeah. It just goes, huh. <laughs> so, so cute. But it's repeatable. Like every time I do it, he does it, yeah. which is super fun. Oh. So boy. I've just really, we have the, one other thing. We'll do magic spells and you kind of hold your hand up and wiggle your fingers and then you shoot something at him. And he These goes, are magic ah! Jesus spells. We don't believe in witchcraft, Rachel, in this household. Yes, of course. These aren't some Harry Potter spells. It's okay. We've come a long way since 90s Christianity. I think <laughs> I think we can hold both things. <laughs> yeah, it's fun. He likes to watch our hands. Yeah. On a separate note, we've, we're learning actively in the midst of a move that Oliver does not like sleeping in a small laundry area but we'll tolerate sleeping in a bathroom. So It is very fascinating. Yeah, so we're in the middle of a move. We got the keys to our house this week. Whoa. Which is very exciting. But we are painting all of our bedrooms and doing some deep cleaning of some spaces. And so we've been over there a lot with Matt's parents who have been 
absolute heroes and helping us out. Wow. But with Oliver, you're trying to navigate, okay, what do I do with you when your bed and crib and all this stuff isn't at the house and the rooms that we would normally put you in have paint in them and so we don't want to put you in there. So today, the bathroom worked. It worked. I mean, he is really surprisingly flexible, but then he's still a baby. I mean, no one really wants to sleep in a bathroom or a laundry <laughs> room. So it's like, come on, Oliver, just do it. It's not that big of a difference. You're still in a pack and play. But then you're like, oh, yeah, that's it's fair that that's not your favorite thing. I'm unclear why the laundry room was intolerable, but the bathroom worked. Maybe it was just a particular day. Yeah. Sometimes he just is a little fussier. Yeah. So, yeah, it's quite a thing to move with a baby. It's great he's not walking yet. Oh, my goodness. Or crawling. Or crawling or anything. Or moving. <laughs> would just be hard. But it's definitely still challenging. It's You still have to fit in his schedule. And if he's done, he's done. You can't, you can't extend yeah. that more than he is willing to give you yeah, at this age. True. So lots of two vehicles for us going over to the house to do things right now. Yep. Other highlights from the past couple of weeks. He had a six-month appointment. Oh, man. I forgot about that. So he got all of his shots, which he really was a champ Amazing, all of them. It was amazing. The best one in my whole family, probably. Yeah. <laughs> the nurse just let Matt hold him while he gave him his flu shot. And Matt gets <laughs> a little woozy around needles. And so I didn't even think of it because I'm so focused on Oliver at this point. And then you're kind of like, whew. I think I made it. I think I made it. No, I was fine. It was just this slight, slight weakening in the knees for one moment. And then you're like, stop thinking about it and move on. I think it was particularly actually what kind of got me a little bit was he did tense up because we were trying to, the, the nurse and I were trying to get his leg still. And Oliver is a wriggler. And so he will stay still if you're not trying to keep him still. And then when we were trying to keep him still, he was suddenly kind of tensing up when he needed to be relaxing. So I think in that moment, then it's like you're just clearer that something is about to invade the leg muscle. And that just maybe weakened my knees a little bit. But I stayed upright and we we're all good. And all there was through. a champ, a little bit of blood, but we made it. Yeah, I forgot that that happened. For those who are tracking his gains, his length is just charting along perfectly. Head circumference, charting along perfectly. Weight did not gain as much as would chart along normally, but the doctor asked, is he active, baby? And we said, well, we, this is our first, but he seems active. So, But that was a challenging thing to hear as a mom when the nurse said he's only gained a pound in two months. And what I heard him And say, made us weigh him again. Yes, we weighed him again just to make sure that he had been weighed properly. But he was. He had only gained a pound in two months. And as a mom, I instantly just hear saying, that's weird. He should have gained more weight than that. You're doing something wrong. And that's the narrative that is instantaneous for me in that moment. And I am trying to retrain myself that that's not the first thing I hear in that moment. Because then the doctor came in and was like, oh, yeah, it's fine. I'm not worried about it you know, like move on. And even if she was like, oh yeah, that's concerning. I need to let go of the fact that that's not always my fault, but yes, mom the second, guilt is. Whew, the second strong. sentence you said and the first sentence you said do not go together, right? 
the nurse could have said, oh, that's weird. He hasn't gained enough weight, period. And that could be true. (laughs) It could be weird that he hasn't gained enough weight. That does not mean you're a bad mom. The second sentence does not follow the first sentence. It's interesting even there as you were saying then that you put the two together. Yeah, I was just saying even, I mean, a nurse really shouldn't say to you, it's weird that your baby hasn't gained weight. That's what I was saying. That's also like a negative narrative that I am self-imposing on him saying, oh, he hasn't gained. He's only gained a pound. Interesting. Uh, Right. I see what you're saying. He was just noting it and you interpreted it as a It's weird. It's abnormal. You're doing something wrong. It was clear, though, that it was not what he was expecting. Yeah, that's that's true. But and so I think that's where it is natural. I do think you need to cut yourself some slack. In the first first sentence, not the second sentence, but the first sentence where it's like, yeah, as soon as someone says that something's unexpected or outside of the ordinary. Your radar is up. Yeah, your radar is up. That was true for me, too. Wow. A lot happens. I did. I would like to say that he does not like his beets, banana, blueberry food. And then he did like it the very next day, which is just to say what they say. You got to keep giving babies different kinds of food. Really, the only thing he hasn't eaten has been zucchini. Which we only gave him once. And spit it back out. I know, that's a gross sound over audio. That's a gross sound and probably sounds horrible. I'm not even looking forward to editing that with my headphones on. I'm going to time mark this moment so I can skip it. Oh, sorry, listeners. Well, that feels like a pretty good recap. Do you have anything else you want to add? No, that's a great recap. There you go, folks. That's the inaugural recap segment as part of the Tim's Take podcast. Let's finish up the episode with some takes. Do you want me to go first? Sure. Maybe I should go first because since you've already alluded to what your take might be, this is a take that is just, it is fresh. It is hot off the press. And that is this. Because Oliver can roll so much and move so much when we put him down in his crib and he's small for his crib-ish, so there's lots of room for him to move around. Finding him on the video monitor that we have is sometimes like finding an animal in the enclosure at the zoo. In other words, we, we're able to move the camera like it pans just a little bit. We don't have kind of an above view set up yet. So it goes. So, yeah. Okay. Wow. Rachel with all the sound effects in this episode. You're welcome, folks. She's available if you need her for your your new animated film. You can pan and find him. And he, tonight, moved from one end of the crib all the way to the other. And, like, turned his head around the other direction. So you're looking for him, and they're just thinking, where is he? He's gone. He can't get out of the crib yet. He's not capable of that. Which just totally makes me think of those times when you're in the zoo, and you can't see the animal, and you're just looking everywhere. Where is that gorilla? and And you're just wondering, is is this animal even in this enclosure? Are they sleeping somewhere else? And then you catch a glimpse of a hand and you're like, oh, they're in there. That's how I felt tonight when I found Oliver. Like just finding a gorilla in the zoo. It's very satisfying. Nice. Anyway, that's my take. That just made me laugh. It seemed like perfect analogy. We are going to really switch gears here. Well, I know. That's why I wanted to go first. Yeah, I just was reflecting about what happened this week in our country and just feeling the weight and sadness of it. And this little six-month-old who is so unaware but 
is not far off from feeling the effects of the world. And I mean, we as his parents feel the grief and lament of some of the things that happened this week. And I mean, that affects how we parent and how we do all sorts of things. And my instinct as a human, as a parent, is to just fix it and make it better for him and like keep him in a bubble. I just want you to never know pain or fear or doubt or any of these things. <laughs> and so I should gear all of the ways I parent to that end. And ultimately that will just leave me unfulfilled. It will leave him unprepared because yeah. that's just an impossible standard. Things are going to happen. And so I listened uh, to this song by a favorite of Matt and I's, mm. Jenny and Tyler. Yeah, we'll link to the song. We'll link to the song. It's called In Everything You Do. And I listened to it this week. I've listened to it before and really loved it. But listened to it again this week in light of everything. And yeah, just found it really profound. I told Matt this week that we should get it printed and framed and hang it in Oliver's room. I think just as a reminder for both of us, honestly, really about what we're trying to do as parents. I'll just read a little piece of the lyrics, but then we'll link to the whole thing. Uh, the first part is, I wish that I could keep you from pain, but like a storm, pain will form. But I'll teach you how to face it, to be weak yet strong in grace. And the chorus is, a world that's full of wonder, full of laughter, full of life. A world that pulls you under with a turning of the tide. And everything you do, a choice of life or death to choose, and we will try to show you love. And to me, yeah, that's like how I want to approach our parenting is really just preparing him to face the pain and hardship of this world rather than spare him of it. I mean, in an ideal world, of course, I would do that above anything, hmm. but that's just not what our broken world is going to give him. So to give him grace and teach him how to give that in these situations and that there is love and laughter in this world and that will ultimately be what prevails above all of this chaos that we saw highlighted this week good words Thanks. it's true and the other part of it is that we have to sing that song to ourselves as well. Definitely. Right? I needed to hear that yeah. <laughs> as much as him, you know, that's, we can't, we can't bubble ourselves mm -hmm. away from all of this. So you both have to engage with it and not despair in it to the point. I saw a graphic on Instagram that often the despair of this just leads to inaction because we just wallow and we feel so overwhelmed that we don't know what to do so how do we break that cycle of not just ending there and actually going into action yeah and can we believe that the actions of love are actually strong enough to turn the tide in these kinds of cultural conversations and this week quite literally cultural battles we're finding ourselves in i'm going to choose to say yes at least for today me too all right that's a good note to end on i'd say Episode 27, season two, back at it. It's exciting. Till two weeks from now. I'm Matt. I'm Rachel. And that is your Tim Steak. Mm -hmm.